Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Shadi Away Read Aloud container. This container takes place usually every Wednesday. Yes, it is. It's Wednesday um, <laughs> at 2.30 p.m. Louisiana time. Although I'm not even in Louisiana, so I'll say Central Standard Time. Um, and yeah, in this container, we usually just the chapters um, and have been reading Hazrat Inyat Khan's The Mysticism of Sound and Music. And today we are focusing on chapter 12. Um, we skipped chapter 10 and 11 to hold space for people to read it on their own. I think I skipped those chapters. Nothing personal to Hazrat Inyat Khan. He's, he's still that dude. But I skipped it because I think in those chapters, um, they include conversations that he was um, having with people at a talk. Um, and there's a couple paragraphs where they go back and forth. And so I didn't think it was not valuable. I just was like, oh, it might be choppy for like a recording for um, for a book club. So we are skipping a couple chapters. We're going to 12. And today we're going to hold um, space for, yeah, I would say a little bit of discussion as we read. But no pressure because I want to save the juice <laughs> for um, this Saturday's book club at 11 a.m. Louisiana time. So you might be like, why are there so many containers around this book club? So I'm just going to clarify it now if there is any confusion that the read aloud is exactly what it sounds like. Read aloud, do your the juice, barely... <laughs> <laughs> and um, the book club containers that happen on Saturdays um, at 11 a.m. Louisiana time are primarily for like kind of deconstructing, analyzing, philosophizing, dismembering, remembering, um, whatever it is that the chapter we read in the read aloud brought up for us. So like read aloud happens on Wednesday, book club on Saturday. So, yeah, now that the, that stuff is kind of out of the way. Um, yeah, would anyone like to start off reading the first couple paragraphs and kick us off into chapter 12? I'm still a little winded from rapping. Um, so, okay, Tiff, thank you. Chapter 12. Let me scroll. There we are. Okay, chapter 12. The Science and Arts of Hindu Music. Music, literature, and philosophy are akin to our souls. Whatever be our faith or belief or our way of looking at life, India in the history of the world represents a country and a people which engage themselves in the search for truth through the realm of music, philosophy, and poetry at a time when the rest of the world had not yet begun its search for truth. It is therefore necessary to study Indian music, philosophy, and poetry in order to see the foundation of words. Some linguists today state that the Sanskrit language was the origin of all language. The origin of the science of music is to be found in Sanskrit. It is a fact that not only art, but even science has its origin in intuition. 
this seems to have been forgotten lately. Now that man is so busy with his search through matter, undoubtedly even the scientist is helped by intuition, although they may not recognize the fact. Scientists who have touched the depths will admit that science has its source in intuition. Intuition working in answer to the need of the mind and body, inventing through matter things of use and gaining a knowledge of the nature and character of things is called science. And intuition working through the beauty that is produced in the form of line and color and in the form of rhythm is called art. Therefore, the source of both science and art is intuition. Realizing this source, the Hindus based their music on intuition, and the practice of Indian music has been a culture of stimulating intuition and awakening the faculty of appreciating beauty and then expressing itself in beautiful forms. The, the science of Indian music has come from three sources, astrology, psychology, and mathematics. We also find in Western music that the entire science of harmony and counterpoint is derived from mathematics. And so the science of Hindu music is called by the Sanskrit world, by the Sanskrit word pr prastara, which means mathematical arrangement of rhythms and modes. In the Indian system of music, there are about 500 modes and 300 different rhythms, which are used in everyday music. The modes are called ragas. There are four classes of ragas. One class has seven notes, as in the natural scale of Western music. Then there are the modes of six notes, omitting one note from the seven note raga. That gives quite another effect to the octave and has a different influence on the human mind. Then there are the ragas of five notes, omitting two notes from the scale, any, any two notes. In China, they use a scale of four notes, but not in India. Some say that the origin of the scale of four notes or five notes lies in the natural instinct that man shows in his discovery of instruments. The first instrument was the flute, symbolical of the human voice. It seems natural that man took a piece of reed from the forest and made in the heart of that reed four holes in places where they could easily put the tips of their fingers. The distances of the holes corresponding to the distances between the fingertips and then one hole below. That made the raga of five notes. It was only later that scientists followed with the knowledge of different vibrations. But this scale of five notes comes naturally when a person places their hand on the reed and a great psychological power seems to be attached to it. It has, great, it has a great influence on the human nature and this shows that the power of all things that have been derived directly from nature is much greater than when man has changed, turned, and altered them so as to make a new form of art. Somebody else can take over. All right. 
The science of astrology was based on the science of cosmic vibration. Everything depends on vibratory conditions, including the positions of the stars and planets, individuals, nations, races, and all objects. A great deal of the secret power, which the Hindus have found in the science of music, has been derived from the science of astrology. Every note of Indian music corresponds with a certain planet. Every note has a certain color. Every note denotes a certain pitch of nature, a certain pitch of the animal world. The science which existed in the ancient Vedas was the science of the elements, fire, earth, water, air, ether. But these words should not be taken as meaning the same as in everyday language. The element of water, for instance, signifies the liquid state. Fire signifies heat or warmth. Through this science, the Hindus were able to construct ragas or modes to be sung or played at a certain time of the day or night, or at a certain season. After these songs have been sung for thousands of years, the race has developed such a sense of appreciation of these ragas that even an ordinary person in the street cannot bear to hear a raga of the morning sung in the evening. They may not know the form or the notes, but to their ears it sounds disagreeable. They cannot stand it. We may say it is a matter of habit, and that is true, but I have made experiments with different ragas and found that a mode that should be sung in the middle of the night loses its beautiful influence if we sing it at noon. Every planet has a certain influence, and there must be a certain mode to answer it. If it is not so, the music may become a pastime, but it does not do the work for which music is designed. To an Indian, music is not an amusement or only for entertainment. It is something more than that. Music for the Indian is the food of their soul. It answers the deepest demands of their soul. A human is not only a physical body. A human has a mind, and behind the mind there is the soul. It is not only the body that hungers for food. The mind hungers for food, and the soul hungers for food. What generally happens is that humanity only ministers to its bodily needs and gives no attentions to their inner existence and their demands. It experiences momentary satisfaction, then hungers again, not knowing that the soul is the fineness of one's being. And so that unconscious craving of the soul remains. All right, I'll drop for now. In the undeveloped person, that silent craving of the soul causes him to be disagreeable, restless, irritated. He does not feel contented with anything in life. He feels like quarreling and fighting. In the person of fine feeling, this hunger of the soul expresses itself in depression or despair. 
They find some satisfaction in love of reading, love of art. The soul feels buried in the outer material world and the soul feels satisfied in living when it is touched with fine vib vibrations. The finest matter is spirit and the grossest spirit is matter. Music being the finest of arts helps the soul to rise above differences. It unites souls because even words are not necessary. Music stands beyond words. The art of Hindu music is unique in its character for every player or singer is given perfect freedom in expressing their soul through their art. The character of the Indian nation can be understood through its spirit of individualism. The whole education tends to individualism to express oneself in whatever form one is capable of. Therefore, in some ways to their disadvantage, in many ways to their advantage, the Indians have expressed this freedom. Uniformity has its advantages, but it very often paralyzes progress in art. There are two ways of life, uniformity and individualism. Uniformity has its strength, but individualism has its beauty. When one hears an artist, a singer of Hindu music, the first thing they do is tune to the tampara to give one chord. And while they tune the tampara, they tune their own soul. This has such an influence on their hearers that they can wait patiently for 15 minutes. Once they find that they're in tune with their instrument, with that note, their soul, mind, and body all seem to be one with the instrument. A person with a sensitive heart listening to the song, even a foreigner, will perceive the way the artist sings into that chord, the way they tune their spirit to that chord. By that time, they have concentrated. By that time, they have attuned themselves to all who are there. Not only has she tuned the instrument, but she felt the need of every soul in the audience and the demands of their souls. What do they want at the time? Perhaps not every musician can do this, but the best can. Then he synthesizes it and it all comes automatically. As he begins his song, it seems that it touches every person in the audience. For it is all an answer to the demands of the souls who are sitting there. She has not made a program for the music beforehand. She does not know what she will sing next. But every moment she is inspired to sing a certain song or play a certain note, she becomes an instrument of the whole cosmic system, open to all inspiration that comes, at one with the audience, in tune with the chord of the tampara. Tampara. And it is not only music that she gives to the people, but a phenomenon in itself. The ancient traditional songs of India and those composed by great masters have been handed down through the ages from father to son. The way music is taught is different from the Western way. Music is not always written. It is taught by imitation. The teacher sings and the pupil imitates. So all the intricacies and subtleties are learned by imitation. Somebody else like to read? 
Yeah. Thank y'all, by the way. It is the mystical part that has been the secret of all religions. The great ones of this world, such as Christ, Buddha, and others, have come from time to time to be examples for the people and to express that perfection that is in the object of every soul. The secret that was hidden behind all these great religions and in the work of these great teachers was that man should reach that utmost height that is called perfection and women. And it is this principle that is taught from the first lesson the musician gives to their pupil. The pupil not only imitates the teacher, but they focus on their spirit upon the, wait, but they focus their spirit upon the spirit of the teacher. And they not only learn, but they inherit from this spirit. The lack we find today, in spite of all spiritual awakening, the reason why so many seekers after truth do not come to a satisfactory result is that they always pursue outwardly. They take it from the book or they learn it from a teacher. There was a time in the East, and this exists even now, when a young person who went to learn from a teacher had a great regard for the teacher their respect, their attitude towards their teacher was as towards their priest. Therefore, this manner, therefore, in this manner, they learned to value and appreciate and respect knowledge. Not only did they learn, but they inherited knowledge from the teacher. It is most wonderful to read about the lives of the great singers of India, how they imitated their teachers, how they sometimes became, became even greater than their teachers. Would anyone else like to read? The object of Indian music is the training of mind and soul, for music is the best way of concentration. When you tell a person to concentrate on a certain object, the very act of trying to concentrate makes their mind more disturbed. But music, which attracts the soul, keeps the mind concentrated. If only one knows how to appreciate it and to give one's mind to it, keeping all other things away, one naturally develops the power of concentration. Besides the beauty of music, there is that tenderness that brings life to the heart. For a person of fine feelings, for a person of kindly thought, life in the world is very trying. It is jarring, and sometimes it has a freezing effect. It makes the heart, so to speak, frozen. In that condition, one experiences depression, and the whole life becomes distasteful. The very life that is meant to be heaven becomes a place of suffering. If one can focus one's heart on music, it is just like heating something that was frozen. The heart comes to its natural condition, and the rhythm regulates the beating of the heart, which helps to restore health of body, mind, and soul, and brings them to their proper tone. The joy of life depends upon the perfect tuning of mind and soul. And thus concludes the chapter.
Oops. Thank you, everyone who contributed to the reading. Um, yeah. I'm going to relieve Craig um, and just post this recording as is. Um, and I look forward to seeing anyone who feels it at the line to show up on Saturday for a book club. I, I look forward to seeing you all there. Peace out.